What's going on, YouTube and Ice? This is your man TiVo. Welcome to the 18th edition of Letters from the Long Box, a very special live edition of Letters of the Long Box, especially live as my buddy Mikey Sutton's going to be on. So, as you guys know, while we let the crowd build up to a crescendo, let me play a little music for you guys while you guys wait. Let me do a little long train running. go that is the world's longest introduction ever thank you dj scratch bastard dj chris carnes 
Wow, dude, just graduated from Canada. And welcome to Letters from the Long Box, episode 18. I know it's been a minute. It's been about a month or I don't know how long I've been quarantined, but I'd like you to all say hello to Mikey Sutton. Mikey Sutton, say hello to the fine folks. Hello, TiVo. Finally, I'm on the air with you. How long has First it been? First time <laughs> we've, I've, we've been talking for like two, three years now. First time you've ever been alive on the Lord Show. Been long. You've been a member of Lords of Long Box. You just haven't been on the show. So, I mean, this is a this is a first item collector's issue. It is. Well, well, uh, let, let me ask you: Is this a cameo or is this a true first? Uh, this is true first. That it was promoted, <laughs> so it's not one of those where they just sneak a character on you. No, this is full blown giant size X Men number one. There's no doubt about it. There you go. There you go. This ain't no Hulk one eighty one ninety one. This is giant size X Men one. Shout out to everybody in the live chat. Uh, shout out to JLS Comics holding it down with a wrench and uh, all seventy six of you watching. Uh, we are going to read off the questions that we have that Mikey selected from Gigosity. Um, if you have a question for next week, leave it in the video after the video posts. If you have a question in the live chat, I will try. We'll try to address them in the live chat as we see them. But please don't ask them until we go through. I'm going to interview Mikey, let you tell you about his journey, where he's at. Also, uh, we're going to read the questions that were already dropped in Gigosity. Trust me, there's some good ones. But before we get started, man, I want to say, uh, ¿Cómo está acá? Welcome. <laughs> Uh, Mikey is my Panoy brother from the, the Pacific <laughs> Northwest. Um, for the fo- those who are first time, um, I guess, followers of you, yeah. why don't you give a brief introduction of sure. how you got started in comics and the road that you took and you know, the years, the, the 80s, and then up to uh, you know the accident you had and how you had to rebuild everything and how you re-exploded yeah. to now. So we'll basically start. How did, how did you get... We'll start at the very beginning. Like, what yeah. what got you into comics, just reading and collecting to begin with? Well, spoiler alert, I might drop something interesting tonight, like halfway Uh-oh. through the show. That's right. And he so- told me there's a surprise yeah. group that I do not know about yet. So <laughs> get the eBay pages ready. That's all I have. I don't even know it yet. And the, uh, in fact, the my origin story um, is kind of tied in with what I'm going to drop on you. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> mm, okay. So it's, what? So what comics? What got you started? Oh um, it when all. You were a kid? Yeah, it all started with a TV show called Special Edition. It was only on in California, I believe. I, That's right. I yeah, live in Sacramento. Show. Yeah, from Sacramento, yeah. and it was hosted by Barbara Feldon of Get Smart. And one episode I'll never forget. I only saw it once, and I can't find it anywhere. Um, had Stan Lee as as a as a guest. There's a segment yeah. on Stan Lee on there. I had no idea who he was. I never seen a comic book in my life at the time. It was a brand new thing to me. And they had footage from the Spider-Man cartoon, which was before my time, and it wasn't in the reruns yet. The original well, one, the original kind original, of psychedelic yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. With, with, with the, the theme best, song, yeah. With the theme song, yeah. And I was like, it blew my mind, right? I'm like, what is this? You know, like a whole new world. To me, I mean, I saw Star Wars the year before on the, on the first day because Sacramento. So this is we're talking right around 1978 then. 78, 78. Yeah. It was in June 78. I still remember the date. Um, I think special did they had Stanley on there. They had Spider-Man uh, animated footage. Um, they showed Hulk uh, animated footage, like like rough art and everything. But they showed a panel from a comic book. It had Shang Chi in bed with a girl. Nice. And I'm like I'm like nine years old, like whoa, whoa, whoa <laughs> what is this? You know. Yeah. So, so I'm thinking those pre-internet days where you couldn't even get a hold of Playboy or anything. I was like, yeah. 
Well, so Shang-Chi got me into comics. Nice. There's that one panel. I'm like, what is this? You know, it's like my mind's like buzzing. It's like, I want some comics now. I want to see that, you know? Yeah, because first of all, you're thinking, wait a yeah. minute. First an Asian guy, and then an Asian guy actually having sex? What's going on here? Yeah, what's and going that, on? You know, it's mind-blowing, exactly, yeah. dude. And you're like, you know, so um, I told my, my brother-in-law at the time, I said, hey, I want to get into comic books. He goes, oh, I love comic books. So the the next day, he took me to uh, Tower Books. And he got me the book that changed my life. It was The Origins of Marvel Comics ah. uh, by Stan Lee. So my, the first kind of books I read were FF number one, the first Doctor Strange appearance, nice. uh, Amazing Fantasy 15. Um, there's a Silver Surfer story in there where he fought the thing. Um, those are the first comic books I read, like day one. Yeah, so we're talking Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, day Jack one. Kirby, Ditko. I mean, yeah. so... So all the MCU characters now I knew on the first day of collecting. <laughs> so so I it was really funny because I remember reading it, skipping school that day. I wasn't feeling too well. Reading um, Marvel Comics while watching I Love Lucy. So when WandaVision came out, I'm like, how weird is Story this? of your life right there. Yeah, exactly. That's how I began with watching these all sitcoms and reading Marvel comics never thought the two would intertwine that way. We know it's an interesting thing. Both you and I are not, uh, we're, we're both half American, um, part American yeah. or Caucasian, right? And yeah, English yeah. was not my first language either. Same here. Yeah. I so the I, ca yeah. I came to the U S in 1975, right at the fall of yeah. Saigon. And yeah. most of my English, that's why I like WandaVision. Most of my English I learned from watching TV. And yeah, yeah. For, for me, it wasn't, I love Lucy was, the Kool-Aid man commercial. <laughs> I would just go through the house and Oh yeah. You know how you like kick down the door. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was like my first, you know, and then as a kid, I mean, literally TV. And then, you know, I, that's what taught me what English. And then I remember what really taught me to read was reading comic books, but go ahead, go ahead and finish. Uh, um, yeah. Um, so um, after, after reading the origins of Marvel comics that morning, I read, finished the whole book in one day. Um, it had uh, a shocker versus Spider-Man was in there. So I had John Romita, was one of the first artists I saw. Um, John Romita, as, yeah. John Romita Sr. then. Senior, yeah, senior. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I, so, I, so I, I was introduced to Kirby, um, Bitco, Romita on my first day of reading comic books. I mean, that's Kids, a, that's that's a, that's equivalent <laughs> of you see of you going and being an art major and learning we, about uh, you know Da Vinci and uh, exactly. Michelangelo. It's the Renaissance. This is really, like you know your exactly. yeah. That's that, that's not even fair. That's like saying the first record I listened to was a Beatles record. Right? <laughs> yeah, you know? I know, right? <laughs> yeah, you, you you start with the greatest, you know. So exactly. Um, I went to the the BX and bought my first comic book, and it was Master of Kung Fu. Um, had a green cover with eyes on it. I can't, it was number 60 something. I can't remember what number exactly. But it was. was it an American version or was it a, a Filipino version? No, it was, it was in it? Sacramento. So it was, it was a oh, US okay. version. So still only 35 cents on the cover. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I got that. I got um, Spectacular Spider Man. And talk about timing, dude. It was the first time Frank Miller drew Daredevil. It was when Daredevil oh, showed up. So, like, nice. like, my second day of reading was Frank Miller. <laughs> so tell me about the first time you decided to write a letter to uh, the letters page of a comic yeah. book and when you saw it actually uh, actually on the back of a comic. Yeah, the first one was The Huntress. Um, I should have sent you the graphic for that. Um, What's that the one that I have? Let's talk about that's, that. That's one. Doom Patrol. Yeah, that was the second one. 
and that was in 1990. And I, dude, I worshipped Grant Morrison at the time. I mean, I just loved his writing. Um, and Doom Patrol was was my jam because it was one of the few comic books that combined um, the the influence of new wave music with kind of an Alan Moore esque, you know, postmodern literature style. Yeah, so that's that's something a lot of people don't know about. Both you and I have in common is that we love comic books and we love music. We Um, have we both have musical backgrounds. Yeah, but yours is a little bit different than mine. Mine is more like I grew up in the the hip hop era from literally nine. My first one of the first records I ever bought in 1979 was Rapper's Delight on 45. Right, that's awesome. That's awesome. But you know, but you and I both kind of tra- cross the same tracks when we talk about modern rock and alternatives. Remember, yeah. we were, I remember we were talking for hours of time about K-Rock and Kevin and Bean and how the yeah. Kevin and Bean was ending, right? And then uh, yeah. my man DJ Curse had just done a show called DJ Curse Rock where he was basically just playing all the records from, because he's from SoCal too, the, all the records that were what we called uh, modern rock or alternative rock, which was basically the Cure, the Pesh Mode, the yeah, Clash, yeah, and then to the '90s it became like Sublime, no doubt, and a little bit of everything. And, uh, and yeah. we won't even talk about your, the history that you have in the record business, okay, but it's just too much of that. <laughs> it's a, that'll be it for another episode for another time. But let's yeah. let's talk about how you broke into the comic book industry as a as a reporter or journalist person. Yeah, it was uh, Amazing Heroes and. Uh, 1989 was when I started submitting materials to them, but I didn't get published until 1990. I was the cover that you see right now. And I was a big, you know, I really loved all the British writers. I mean, Grant Morris and Alan Moore. I don't know if you guys can see that, but that's basically Mikey's review of Hellblazer number 27. And he's published. So you were first published in what year? 1990, and, and I called Neil Gaiman one of Comic Dome's most promising new fantasies. I, I called it. I mean, no one really knew who he was back then. Um, I, 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 will say, I will say right now, Neil Gaiman is not only one of my favorite comic book uh, and you're talking about Neil Gaiman, right? Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. He's not only my one of my favorite comic book artists, he's also just a novelist, period. Like, uh, oh, yeah. I've read American Gods, I've read... Uh, what was the one about the that I made called Star or something? Oh, I already forgot the name of it. Oh yeah, yeah, the one that um, was made into a film, right? Uh, yeah, it's more PG, but there's a lot of his stuff is pretty yeah. dark. And then the other one is yeah. this, the Ocean at the Avenue's End or something, basically. And I and then I started reading his uh, his one Greek about uh, Greek mythology, which is another great his most recent book. Um, so I'm a huge uh, game and mark, and I think he's one of the few guys that can boo both um, novels and comic books, and yeah. they respect both art forms you know there's some that kind of uh, mm-hmm. i'm a novelist i will never write a comic book that's for children you're like no you know, gaming <laughs> gets down on everywhere so so where so how many times were you published in amazing heroes and then where'd you go from there it was really funny because um oh yeah stardust i think was the film that was that stardust was, yes thank yeah. you stardust great film great book too by the way i read the book first then i saw the movie man i tell you i tried writing for amazing heroes like three or four times i got rejected each time and until I wrote this Hellblazer one, um, that got and I got man, I got paid ten bucks. That was it. <laughs> wow, there you go. You could buy, but back in that era, mm-hmm. you could have bought like four, five comics with ten. Bucks. Oh, I, you know, I think I bought Spider-Man number one by Todd McFarlane with that money. There you go, great <laughs> I investment. That, I think that's what I bought. I still have it too. Um, but you know what? You can't beat going into an LCS and seeing a magazine with your article name in it. I mean, that was like that's blew me awesome. away. You know, it's like ten bucks, yeah, but man, the ego stroke I got from that. You know? So, like, 
so for those who don't know what Amazing Heroes, this is at the at the pretty much the pinnacle of comic book explosions. Uh, yeah. In any LCS, you could walk in on a Wednesday, you could pick up Amazing Heroes comic book. I think there was something called Comic Book Resources at that time, not the website, but there was an actual a periodical that came out. And when there was also one that was like a free, like it was it was made out of like newspaper. Do you remember? I forgot what, what, that, what was a, that was. That uh, was CBG, the Comics Buyer's Guide. The Comic Buyer's Guide. Oh my God, yeah, you could get. Yeah. A ton of free things walking out of the store, and basically that was our internet. <laughs> yeah, was, it that, was. Yeah, it was. That's it the was, only way. So I want to tell our you, our only source of information. We, we didn't, off, we, offline, I told you I went to uh, Old Town Orange today, and I went yeah. to antique stores, and yeah. they had a bunch of. Uh, they had Wizard magazines for issues eighteen to twenty six that um, had the collector's card oh, in God. it. Yeah. Well somebody had taken all the damn collector's cards out of them. So, and they weren't even the hot ones. They were like random ones, like Jim Lee's, uh, uh, wild storm. There was one for brigade and some other stuff, but I just <laughs> kind of thought it was cool. I wanted to open up and look at the, uh, the price guide with them. Um, so from amazing heroes and then yeah, let's yeah, kind he, of jumpstart, yeah, let's jumpstart to when you started doing yeah. writing for, um, uh, where I found some of your stuff is comicbookmovie.com. Yeah. Um, one more thing about Neil Gaiman, he also um, began as a journalist like I did. In fact, he wrote a biography on Duran Duran. Oh, shit. Yeah. Which is worth a lot of money now. It's like very rare and it's, it's goes for hundreds of dollars now on eBay. So Neil like, Gaiman I, wrote a biography about Duran Duran. Yeah, yeah. He's ashamed of it. He did it for money and so, but I, I, I think it's awesome. <laughs> shit, I gotta find that. <laughs> yeah. But um, so from, I wrote for Cinema Fantastique um, a couple of years later. Um, Cinema Fantastique, I, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, and I was, it took me like years to get in there. And then the editor killed himself. I mean, so I, I had the string of bad luck. Like Amazing Heroes got canceled like a year after I joined. Um, Cinema Fantastique, Frederick Clark, their editor, um, um, basically got run over by a train. Um, suicide. Um, so I went through all these different print publications. Fantasia in the UK was was a big one for me. Um, but then I went online uh, in '98 or so, and I wasn't really and I wasn't writing about comic books at all. I mean, it, um, there was you know, Amazing Heroes. Amazing Heroes was gone. I was thinking about writing for Wizard, but I just like no, I think my writing is too is too literary for them, so I never even. Yeah, there's this more journal journalistic as opposed to yeah. uh, literary prose. Yeah, they just yeah. didn't it didn't really fit in. Yeah. Um, prose, P R O S E, by the way, guys, not P R O. <laughs> prose, yeah. yeah. So around 2014, um, I started scooping privately, just me and 270 friends. Well, actually, just before the 270, um, the cabal, which is how we, you and I. So. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times, so there's a on, and a lot of people in the live chat are aware of this, and I was brought into it about four years ago, and it, we just refer to it as the 270. That was the number of people that you had in a private group that was scooping on Facebook. Yeah. And then that's how I, you actually found me on YouTube through another show, which won't be mentioned here. <laughs> Right. And then you yeah, reached yeah. out to me on Instagram. You saw that I bas basically what I had said was on on YouTube that we were looking at prices fluctuating for no reason at all on comic books. And we and I thought to myself, there has got to be a secret cabal of collectors out there that, yeah, yeah, are, are. <laughs> that are aware to Hollywood insider news, but yeah. they don't make it 
public and blast the entire internet and they go on to buy those issues. Those days are long gone, by the way. Because uh, now yeah. anybody who has it, people know about it, they immediately buy it up, they tell their friends, and the yeah. race to be first is kind of just overwhelming. I mean, mm-hmm. to, we're we're kind of to blame for that, you know, but, you know, sometimes it's not being first, it's being accurate. Like, yeah, you will give me a scoop that will say two years ago and it doesn't come to fruition for another mm-hmm. year from now, mm-hmm. but it pays off because you got it for, yeah. you know, $5. So, yeah. and so that's how Mikey and you know, Mikey saw the Lord's being talked about by another channel that for some mm-hmm. reason doesn't talk about us anymore, but you know, we won't get into that, <laughs> but you know, the jealousy and the envy is definitely there. And you know, we do our own thing and we've been rocking with Mikey and the geek. And then now you got geekosityMag.com, You got geekosity mag on Twitter and yeah. you have That's the geekosity amazing. affiliates like Sil Abdul. You got our small screen, which I collaborated with Matt yeah. Jarbo. I've been on Matt Jarbo's show. Also yeah. can't forget the guys you first started with uh, the guys from New York. I've been rocking with Pete's basement too. Great guys, man. They never yeah. wore sleeves though. It's kind of weird. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they were the first, um, well, they were the first comic book YouTube show I had, I had ever seen. And um, I thought their show was hilarious. Shout um, out to ages comics of Alaska for the $20 super chat. Appreciate you just for that. We're going to get, uh, since he gave us $20 super chat, you'll get, we'll answer any question you ask us. And since he made this video, I'm going to play this real quick, Mikey. Hey guys, it's Lou here. your out of shape comic book collector. And I'm welcoming you to another episode of what to put in your box. Oh man, you're not gonna believe this, dude. Your book came back a 9 8. A 9 8? Karate kick! Oh. <laughs> hey guys, it's Comic Lou here, and this is another episode of our top 10, where the comics we talk about, ironically, are on my eBay store. And I'm here, joined by the comic sensei from Alaska himself, Kevin. What's up, guys? We got our top 10 books. This is on our top 10 here. It's uh, Peach Momoko. Peach Momoko! Take a look. I love Peach Momoko. I love Peach Momoko. Dude, it's my book. Dude, stop! It's my book! Dude, stop! Man, I'm T-Ho from Lords of the Short Box. Screw that guy, British style. Yo, DJ Curse Words, kick it. Man, what the fuck is that? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you gotta love it. When your friends parody you, you gotta just say hats off to the shout out to our friends at Ages Comics of Alaska. Uh what <laughs> that is awesome. I love that. DJ Curse Words in the house, my friend Ages Comics. <laughs> so Let's get right to it, Mikey. Uh, we yeah. are gonna. We got about six, seven questions that you pulled from the Geekosity's uh, right. site. This is yep. probably from the last month or so, right? Yeah, uh, I'm it's gonna... been a while since we have done this. All um... right, so let's say, uh, hey, if you get your question answered, you got a Marvel No Prize headed your way. First question, <laughs> Mike, uh, for Mikey, is from Salvador Villarreal Jr. Will the Snyder Cut be a part of DCEU canon, or will it be its own universe? You know, initially, uh, when the Snyder Cut was officially announced, you know, months after I had scooped it, um, it was going to be 
the official DCEU canon. I mean, that's what they were leaning towards at the time because the um, social media enthusiasm for the film was so strong. And The Rock and AT&T were like really pushing for that that continuity again because you know, The Rock yeah. is friends with Henry, Henry Cavill and, and he really likes those films. So, But there's been a sea change. Um, I mentioned this in a new article on GigasiMag.com where, you know, I was asked to not name names, but I did anyway. Go for because, it. Name them. Um, Walter Hamada and the um, Toby, what's his, what the fuck is his Toby Emmerich. Emmerich, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. basically and, the heads of Warner Brothers Studios, yeah. Yeah, I was told, you know, hey, don't mention the executives' names who, you know Too what, late. I said, you know, I will. <laughs> 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 I mean, there are times where most of the time, you know, I will say, okay, I won't say a word. But I, but I did ask, say, hey, who am I hurting if I say this? Well, you know, you might upset some people there. But am I going to hurt my sources? No. Okay, well, then <laughs> I'm going to say it. You know, they didn't like, didn't like the Snyder Cut. And, and that's actually came out recently that, yeah. you know, the reason the Snyder Cut never came out, and I hate to, you know, I hate to say it in this context, but, you know, I think the the official story is that Zack Snyder's uh, stepdaughter passed away and that's why he stepped away from the film. But if you remember six months after he stepped away, he made another film. So, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and shout out to Syl Abdul and the Snyder cut people are very passionate, but I, you know, four hours more of, I mean, did you see the mother box trailer that dropped that little, no, I haven't had a chance to see that. It is the most depressing, coolest video I've ever seen. Right. (laughs) He says there's a million Easter eggs in there, but he picks the most, the most sad, depressing music ever for it. Um, so there you go. So, so you think Snyder cut is one and done? Yeah, it's, it's one of them. Well, okay, let me, let me, let me uh, explore that a little bit further here. Um, it has it's to, one and done with Snyder. It has to succeed. It has to yeah. succeed. Um, now, if he does get more projects, it'll be for HBO Max only. He's not going to get a theatrical um, Now, why release. are you and um, Small Screen talking about this, that yeah. Snyder isn't getting paid to do this, is he? He already got paid no. for it. Yeah, yeah, he's not going to get paid for it. He he really wants to get this out there. I mean, look, whatever people feel about Zack Snyder, he's very passionate about his work. Yeah, and that that's a, that's the thing. I mean, he is he is an artist. I mean, whether you like what he does or not, you, um, he's very he, he loves it. I mean, it really means a lot to him, uh, and he wants to do more. He really likes DC Comics. He likes those characters, but his vision of those characters is not something that's shared by the executives. Yeah. Cause and, if you think about it tonally, Wonder Woman and Aquaman are tonally very different yeah, from very different, what very you different, saw yeah. in Man of Steel yeah. and what we're, we expect to see. So, yeah. so we should read into the article where, where are the YouTube video where he's being interviewed by some fans yeah. and he's like, if there's a justice league two, it won't be with me. It almost sounds like they'll go ahead and make it, but that doesn't seem with him, um, you know, cause they have other plans. So we'll mm-hmm. see. I mean, there's still, I think, you know, I think a lot of what you're saying is a lot of what we're saying too, is mm-hmm. let's wait and see what happens. And what do you yeah. think the measurement of success would be more subscribers? Cause it, there's really not a 
metric to put on the success no. of Snyder Cut, right? Not box no, there is, they, they want to see how many subscribers will be uh, attracted by yeah. you know, having, and also the social media reaction. But here's the thing. Godzilla vs. Kong is coming out two weeks later or so. Not, so man, not much room to breathe. I would, If I was the makers of Godzilla vs. Kong, I'd be kind of pissed off that I wasn't getting more uh, advertisement like Snyder's almost cannibalizing it all for himself. So I mean, well, it's, it's it's interesting because he's doing most of it by himself, I and mean, he's yeah. not really getting much support from. from I his- mean, I'm still mad at WB for not putting Kong and uh, versus Godzilla on the big screen. That oh, is man. made that, for that IMAX. Trailer, that trailer is IMAX uh, all the way. That is, anyway. a, I mean, man, yeah. you know. So, so if it's successful, you are going to see. I mean, unless he's, I don't think, I don't think Snyder will turn down. An offer of, of doing more DC for HBO Max. Yeah, no. uh, all I will say to that is, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> <laughs> but he really wants to do a Joker film with Jerry Leto. I mean, yeah. there there are many things that he wants to do still. Um, if the Thunder Card is a hit, I mean, it gets all those subscribers that they're looking for. Yeah, it'll, it'll you know, the executives will have no choice but the green light. They have no choice. AT&T will put pressure on them. If you guys want to see more, pay with your wallets. You know what? Yeah. All right. So, you know, get, go on social media when it's out and make it trend and trend and trend. And, oh, that's know. what they're good at. That's how the Snyder yeah. Cut thing got exactly, started. I mean, yeah. It was basically them. All right. So thank you, yeah. Salvador Villarreal Jr. Great question. Let's go on. The next question is from mm-hmm. James Sockheld. I hope I said that right. Well, Daredevil beginning his own show at Disney Plus or Hulu and try not to spoil my upcoming show, Mikey. <laughs> um, they are leaning towards Disney Plus, um, mainly because it'll have a bigger budget and that's that's the streaming channel that they have that's going to have all, all the dollars coming through it. Um, if, you know, I mentioned that Stiltman is coming and you're not, you're not going to put Stiltman on there with a, with a Netflix budget. Or a and Hulu with budget. that, make sure you tune in Wednesday yeah. For the Del Devil long term spec list that we got from Mikey Sutton. Oh, yeah. Just, that and one, he just gave you one of the characters be, away. So that one's going to be hot. I'm going to cut Mikey off where he gives you the rest of it because we're going <laughs> to lie. We're going to do it on Wednesday. We got a long term spec with about eight or nine different characters. The one character you and I have been talking about for a good three years now. So, oh, yeah. Leave, yeah. Yeah. We'll, that we'll leave it at that. We don't want to give it away because somebody guessed it correctly last time in the live chat when I said yeah, it. So, yeah. uh, we we're supposed to drop yesterday, but we just got busy. So, <laughs> thank you for the question, James. Make sure you tune in Wednesday and we'll go further into that. Next question is Eric Undercuffler. Will we still get a new MCU Magneto eventually, even if Michael Fassbender's version from the Foxverse? shows up in WandaVision or Multiverse of Madness. So it's kind of a multi-pronged questionnaire. It's basically yeah. asking if we're going to get Fastbender's uh, Magneto version, and then he kind of asks if they're going to show up in <laughs> WandaVision or Multiverse of Madness. Two questions in one. Um, if Fastbender does show up, we will still see an MCU Magneto, um, because if Fastbender shows up, it'll be part of that Fox multiverse um, thing. So... Um, I like I mentioned before, I skipped before that Dan Stevens from Legion was, you know, in the running for for Magneto and saw so the younger version. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the the guy yeah. who actually played Professor X's son in Legion. Yeah, yeah. Because right now we're just seeing like the surface of the multiverse because it's gonna go bonkers. I mean, they they're yeah. gonna go all out on this. And that's not even our only WandaVision question on here. Maybe yeah, and then when the next WandaVision question, I'm going to delve into what we think could be considered <laughs> mutants. But thank you, Eric, for your question. Next question is from 
Iman Balabar, excuse me if I'm butchering everybody's names, are the Defenders actors already all in? I hope Finn Jones makes it. He deserves <laughs> another chance. You know how I feel about that. Well, you ever watched that Halloween special the, 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 of Charlie Brown where the great pumpkin never arrived? Yeah. Um, those, those are the hopes of Finn Jones um, coming back. He's, he's not coming. What's interesting is um, when uh, you <laughs> talked to Smallco, our friend Edward went yeah. to went to school with Finn yeah. Jones, and he asked him, "Hey, how many months did you train for uh, Iron Fist season one?" And he said three days. That's insane. The That's poor insane. Guy, I mean, poor guy. I mean, seriously. and then season two, he only trained for what? I think Edward said three weeks. Or, but you know, it was still better, but it was still really off casting. Cause I remember Edward, when Edward started here at Finn Jones was coming to Iron Fist, he's like, why, what, how, you know, which is interesting. Yeah. But, uh, that's how I feel about Finn Jones. I don't think Finn Jones should ever be in uh, anything martial arts related at all. I, I, don't, um, I, don't think, I don't think he's a bad actor. He's just badly no. cast. I, I mean, just... if you look at um, Simu Liu, who's playing Shang-Chi, he oh, yeah. is very athletic and has oh, shown is. athletic. Yeah. You know, you don't need to be a martial arts expert. You just need to be athletic and coordinated to do choreography. I mean, if you look at Hong Kong movies in the 80s and 90s, they all did their own stunts because basically they trained and trained and learned. They weren't all martial arts, you know, Kung Fu masters like, you know, Donnie Yen and Jet Li. Yeah. But uh, great question, E-Man. So, uh, so uh, I guess, did you answer the question? Everybody but Finn Jones is what you're saying, right? You know what, Tim? I think it's time for a cannonball. Holy shit. Hold on one second. <laughs> Ask and you shall receive. Do you know what that means, boys? We got a scoop. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Cannonball! <laughs> Alright, Mike, you dropped the scoop on him. Okay, this is kind of a, uh, first of all, I want to respond to this scoop that came out, I think, two weeks ago about Big Hero 6. There was a, yeah. a scoop that came out that they were going to be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That was widely reported, wasn't, but wasn't widely reported. It was debunked three days later by Variety, who said, nope, that's not happening. You know, Big Hero 6 are not going to be, there's no plans for them to be in the MCU. Um, you know, Disney, Pixar is going to do more things with them or, or whatever. And but in the original uh, scoop, they mentioned the new agents of Atlas um, to be uh, p possible destination for the Big Hero Six. Or, mm. And so, if the Big Hero Six scoop is been debunked, I will debunk the other one myself because. Right now, um, New Agents of Atlas is not being developed yet. I mean, it will be, uh, but not yet. Now, what I will tell you is this. They are going to gradually build towards New Agents of Atlas. I mean, you have Jimmy Woo already yeah. running around. Um, but they're going to do it like the Avengers. You're going to get certain members being introduced one by one, and they all form together. I mean, it's the MCU formula, and they're going to do it again with this. Now, the scoop I have for you is who's going to show up first. Oh, Shang-Chi, obviously. And where is it going to happen? So, 
And this is this is part one of part two because our Yikasi Mag will have part two. Nice way to tease I'll, them. I'll, I'll, <laughs> give you, I'll give you part one of who the character is going to be. And both characters are going to be introduced in the same film. At least in discussions right now. Um, before I say this, though, I want to I want to clarify that the Agents of Atlas film has not been greenlit yet. There's no development towards the movie yet. They're just getting the characters introduced first. That will come later. Um, right now, Kevin Feige has got his hands full with all the Fox properties um, coming out, and of course, Deadpool and and everything else that they're doing. So. Agents of Atlas will be a thing. <laughs> Let's put it yeah. that way. Yeah. Okay. But the first character that's going to show up, and this character will debut in Shang-Chi 2. I got eBay up right now. Go ahead. Give it to me. I don't even know yet. <laughs> and it's a character that I think that you like. I'm pretty sure. Uh, stop teasing me. Give it to me. <laughs> Swordmaster. Nice. So Swordmaster is one of those interesting characters that appeared in a game first. Mm, Uh, Yeah. So Swordmaster appeared in a game first and basically was marketed for the Chinese audience. But then he is eventually makes his first appearance. And I think that War of the Realms new uh, new agents of Atlas. But go ahead. Well, who? Okay, that's awesome. Who's the next one? Yeah, the next one, like I said, I will. We will post it in GigasiMag.com in a couple of days. And. Um. Yeah, it's uh, gonna be huge, I think. But I don't. I don't know which one is more popular amongst these characters. I know Swordmaster had a lot of hype when he came out. Yeah. I was watching your show and and all the discussions of you know, hey, his first appearance, you know, and everything. So, Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's my scoop. Uh, so Agents of Atlas is gonna be a thing. I don't know if it'll be a film or a Disney Plus, but the characters. Are going to come out first, one by okay. one. So we got Swordmaster, obviously Shang Chi. Yeah. Any any others you think of right now, or is just that it right now? That's it right now. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a ton of them that are in there. So this, I mean, this all kind of leads to what Kevin Feige's been saying. He's kind of been hinting at it. Specifically, yeah. he said Southeast Asia, which does not mean Korea, mm-hmm. Japan, China. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally. Vietnam, the Philippines, Malaysia, Singapore, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all those are s- specifically Southeast Asian. So I can see if Shang-Chi blows up the way it does that, you know, definitely is there, there's a world yeah. and they've been building to it in the comics for a while now with uh, yeah. obviously Wave, yeah. uh, Luna, Snow. Uh, there's been the, the other second Filipino superhero, Seamaster, I believe her name is. Yeah. Sea yeah. Hunter, Sea Hunter or Seamaster. So yeah. uh, we've talked about ad nauseum before how big the comic book uh yeah collecting world is in the philippines i'm miko siwan wills Pertasio. i mean the, the list of artists goes on and on and on so Lino, i think no francis you um, francis yeah so uh favorite. speaking of filipinos bomb masiano ass <laughs> bomb masiano is uh, actually mikey sutton's uh well i'll let you explain who he is yeah, but he, anyway he's, he's my agent in the philippines and uh, we were discussing this on chat i said you know why don't you just ask me on lords of the long Box? yeah <laughs> so bomb ass What's the current status of Jennifer Lawrence in a Fantastic Four film? Yeah. So in my original report, before a day before the Daily Mail and the Telegraph came out with their their story about her flying to Australia for this, 
Um, I said that she was being eyed. She hadn't been signed yet. I want to make sure I reported that carefully. Um, they wanted her for a role. Um, Invisible Woman was one of the roles that they were looking at her for. Um, but she hadn't been signed yet. Now, when the Daily Mail came out the day after, and like, oh, she's with the FF, and she's flying to Australia to film it, that took me by surprise. I was like, what? What do you mean she's... And I questioned it in my article. I said, how can you know, John Watts make this already? He's still doing Spider-Man. Spider-Man, you know, no way home right now. There's no way. Yeah. Um, but I'm sticking back to my original report in that Marvel Studios does want her as the Invisible Woman, Sue Richards, but she hasn't signed yet. So this also is, yeah, we were talking about this offline a bit, a bit about how um, Marvel Studios and Disney studio propers are leaning toward Australia for filming uh, some stuff. And what was the tax break that they're getting to film some of their uh, properties there? Oh, yeah. I can't remember the exact number, but yeah, they are. There is a tax break. Yeah. But was and really plus, it's pretty and there's and it's pretty it's wide open now. I mean, they have to. I think you got to quarantine for like two weeks once you get yeah, there. Yeah. But the COVID restrictions are a lot less. Let's say because a lot of their stuff, if you don't know, there's a studio in London, I think, and yeah. that's where they're filming uh, into Doctor Strange two right now, and also Atlanta where they film a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. And obviously, in the U.S., we're limited due to COVID restrictions. So there you go. Thank you, Bomb Masiano Salamat. Uh, Mikey's manager asking questions. All right. So kind of unfair that he has the inside track on stuff. <laughs> All right. Next up, our question is from Grant Fox. I hope I said that right. Fuchs. <laughs> is there, is there a chance we can see Kelsey Grammer return to the role of beast? Interesting. You know, it's funny because I almost worked with Kelsey a couple of years ago. It's a long, long story. It's a hilarious one. Um, one day I'll, talk to you about it on the air because I think it's just it has the makings of a Martin Scorsese movie it's so weird and funny and, and everything but no no he's not going to be the beast again yeah. um, but he did he, play a great beast because he has he, that kind he, of, he was yeah. he's great he's one of my favorite actors and I believe he's doing the, the reboot of Frasier um, yeah, for Paramount right. Plus so. yeah they got their own streaming service now so, yeah, so you'll be a which busy is interesting because doesn't Paramount also have the rights to some geek properties like Hasbro and there was another one yeah. that I I talked to Justin about this in our Facebook um, in the Lord's private chat that uh, Halo has moved from Sony over to Paramount and mm-hmm. as far as for the Halo games and uh, there's a Halo comic book believe it or not so I think that uh, right now the world of comic book speculation it doesn't even have to be a comic book property for people to go out and snatch the first comic so watch out for uh, that Halo comic and the first yeah. one is the Master Chief so thank you Grant for your question next up is probably yeah, in something fact, I will have some, some Paramount Plus scoops in a couple of weeks so. there you go they're building a universe they're building one yeah I'm surprised this hasn't been asked already, but here he goes. This is the most easiest, probably the most <laughs> most asked question that everybody's th- thinking of. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Let me get a drink here. <laughs> Mars Lava asked, is it possible to have WandaVision season two? Yeah, it's, uh, no, they're not, they're not yeah. going to do it. I've, I've asked around. I said, no, this is a, you know, this is the story. I mean, it's going to continue in Spider-Man, The Way Home and Doctor Strange. And that's, and that's it. I mean, that's, that, that tells the entire story right now. They're so not going to go back to the one of the format that's already been Paul told. Bendy's, Paul Bendy's done after this? Yeah. But the yeah. thing is, um, 
they do want more projects with the Scarlet Witch. Um, so, but it won't be one division. Though. I mean, it'll be something yeah. else. No, it's pretty amazing. I mean, I definitely think we're seeing Scarlet Witch as the uh, as the uh, antagonist, uh, perhaps yeah. at the, yeah. at least at the very beginning of Into yeah. the Multiverse of Madness. I think at the end of WandaVision, I think she appears as full on evil like Scarlet Witch and just goes mad. That's my prediction. And you know, I think mm-hmm. Paul Bettany's vision is. It's been good, but there's so many times you can kill a brother for it. You know, it's just yeah, I know, I mean, right? <laughs> yeah, just let it just die, or else Wanda Vision will Wanda will end up turning into the Dark Phoenix and gallop the galaxy. That's what I think. So thanks for your question, Marv's. Uh, next up is from last question, by the way, from uh-huh. Peter Jensen Adams. Since T'Challa is now also gone in the MCU, how will Storm be introduced in the MCU? Will she be still related to Wakandans? Do you have any idea? Well. You know, when um, Chadwick Boseman passed away, um, you know, like a month or so later, I, I finally started talking to my insiders about Black Panther, and I said, what does this do for Storm? And it was just um, kind of a hanging question at the time, like because they, were, they really wanted to pursue the romantic angle between Storm and Black Panther. Yeah. Which is but, in the comics. In the yeah, comics, comics they get married. Yeah. yeah. And then that was a that was gonna be a huge deal, right? I mean, think about the impact that would have at the box office, especially. You have Storm by Panther yeah. getting married. I mean, that's like wow, that's incredible. Um but now it looks like, you know, it's back into consideration again because you know, there will be possibly a male Black Panther with Michael B. Jordan, you know, Killmonger, um, you know, scenario well, that you're doing. Well, now so. we're going to go free form. And now that you uh, invoked the name <laughs> of uh, Michael B. Jordan, yeah. what's the news on uh, potential Michael B. Jordan as J.J. Abrams Superman? I will say it's about 80%. Um, Do you think he could still be in Black Panther 2 if he's also Superman? It's going to be difficult scheduling. I don't know how they're going to pull it off. Um, But he really wants to do uh, Superman. I mean, it it means a lot to him, but so does Black Panther. So it's going to be a very difficult schedule to pull off. I I don't know how they're going to do it unless he'll do uh, Superman one year and then Black Panther the next. Yeah, and the... You know, because I think he wants to pay homage to his good friend uh, yeah. Chadwick Boseman yeah. to you know to help out, and especially Ryan Coogler, which they're all great friends and family. Yeah. With yeah. I mean, I would say the production team and actors of Black Panther is probably uniquely different from anything else in both DC and Marvel, where they literally they felt. I mean, even during the press junkets where they felt they were doing something empowering and, and they felt a family. And so when Pat Chadwick Boseman died, it was such a, a tra- you know, a, just more difficult than I guess most actors die, especially when they're at such a young age. And a lot of them didn't know that he was sick. So, yeah. all right, I'm going to try to answer as many questions in live chat. We're going to yeah. go for another 10 minutes. So I'm going to throw some at you, Mikey, and we'll see what sticks. Next question is, what do you think the chances of an Alpha Fight film project are? Extremely high. All right. Uh, and uh, how do you? And I think we scoop that this is Alpha Fight would be introduced in a Wolverine versus Hulk yeah, type project yeah, where yeah. Uh, Weapon X has gone rogue and Alpha Flight mm-hmm. needs to reel them in, similar to the comic books. Yeah, there you well, go. Well, he's in Canada, you know. Okay, yeah, that's all it takes. 
They can hear your next man in there, you know. Yeah. Obrigado <laughs> for our friend Eddie Gomez from, uh, I think he's from Portugal, Eddie Gomez. And Eddie Gomez asks, when will Galactus debut? The money question everybody wants to know. They're, they're building up towards him, so it's going to be a while. It's gonna be a while. So in the comics, it takes at least it takes about forty nine issues before Gal- Galactus eventually yeah, comes. We'll take that many movies, but you know, it'll take yeah. a while. But right, here's an, here's another. They're gonna, they're gonna Easter egg their way to him though, so you're gonna get a little hints here and there. Yeah, this um, one is really deep in the weeds here. Uh, Never enough comics asks, "Hey, Mikey, is there any truth to the rumor that the girl in the Falcon Winter Soldier trailer is Ricky Barnes, the daughter, uh, Bucky Barnes, and will she be getting her own Nomad show on Disney Plus?" I do not know. I will. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Uh, Let me pick out some other ones. Uh, This one, I think we both kind of messed with a little bit. I think we both have an idea who we think it is. Any word on who Tanach Huerta is playing in Black Panther 2? Oh, yeah. Didn't we uh, scoop this uh, before? Yes, we did. We think it's either White Tiger or Casper Cole. Yeah, it's Casper Cole. There you go. So it's Casper Cole. It's that Black Panther white, black and white uh, issue that is super yeah. hard to find. Here's something that you teased, Mikey. Cover Lover Comics asks Hasbro Cinematic Universe, G.I. Joe versus Transformers with Basing. What do you think of that? I agree. What do you think? I think we've scooped this before. Yeah, we did a couple of times. I gave an yeah. update uh, on it as well. They're They're going to do it. They're yeah. going to do it. And it's, it's their two biggest franchises. Yeah. They, they've kind of had a, 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 a introduction in movies, but I think we scoop that Snake Eyes is kind of rebooting it all. It's yeah. going to reboot the G.I. Joe world. Uh, Beetlebee was somewhat of a reboot of the Transformers world. Yeah. And together, there is a G.I. Joe versus Transformers comic where they first meet for the first time in Marvel that came out in the 80s. It's a mini, It's a four-issue miniseries. Um, here's a question... Is- yeah, it's one of those things where again it's going to be a, a build up to. Yeah. But here's the thing: I got to bring this up. You know, we, we could have had this years and years ago, but Michael Bay didn't want it. Yeah. He, he didn't want um, GI Joe and Transformers. I mean, so if if there's another reason for you guys to hate him, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's one that's uh, I'll I'll tee this up for you because this is one of the most things because the spec on one division is so big right now <laughs> is mafiso coming or is it just one big tease you know last i heard um was that he is coming but here's here's the thing um i mentioned this before in one of my scoops that spider-man no way home is heavily influenced by one more day and One more day, the storyline in which Peter Parker makes a yeah. deal with Mephisto. Yeah, correct? exactly. Yes. So if WandaVision is going to lead into that film, you're going to have to introduce Mephisto along the way. It's, yeah, because there's been so weird. many <laughs> devil Easter eggs in WandaVision yeah, that it's yeah, like, okay, yeah. they're either trolling us big time or they're really telling us something eventually is going to come. Yeah, the thing about WandaVision is that there's been so much misinformation that was intentionally distributed to throw it all off. I mean, yeah. and they do, they do this to throw off the scoopers and to throw off any leaks or anything. Like, and, and, and I, you know, how fitting it is for a show that does that to its viewers as well. 
Well, I think also that it because it's episodic storytelling, yeah. weekly episodic storytelling, yeah. it leads to a lot more spec as opposed to something yeah. that you yeah. binge. Um, uh, here, I will. He, this Joshua has been asked this about ten times in there, so he. Do, I'll just read it out there. With all due respect, Mister Vo, I disagree that Superman is not relatable. He is relatable when you consider he is essentially hated and an outsider in the world he lives in. That's an interesting take. Well, I yeah, always yeah. everything I say is in context because when yeah. I said I, Superman is not relatable. I say it's because I Peter Parker is more relatable, being yeah. that he's a teenager. He's got to mm-hmm. go to school. He can't get a girlfriend. He can't keep a girlfriend. He got he has to pay rent. I cannot relate with an an overpowered alien from outer space that comes down and is all powerful, you know. But yeah. Spider Man is much more relatable because yeah. he Stan Lee wrote his characters to purposely have flaws in them, right? Mm-hmm. If you think about it. And you think about the thing, he's big, strong, wrong, he's strong, but he's a rock and he mm-hmm. just wants to have a normal, normal life. I mean, those are some of the characters. And that's what I mean by Superman. I didn't think a lot of characters, a lot of people can't, don't read Superman either because they feel, or they just think he's too, I mean, if you think about the the villains in Superman films, I mean, where do you go from here? You just had Doomsday, mm-hmm. basically an overpowered Kryptonian. I mean, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you basically had Lex Luthor, what's his Batman, you know, his, 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 the bane to his existence because Bat, you know, Lex Luthor was just smart, mm-hmm. um, you know, and maybe, you know, that's why I just, it's, if you go think about it, Superman comics don't sell well either, right? If, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, they have their moments, but the last time, the really times, the only sell is when he gets killed. <laughs> yeah. Bring on the death of Superman and he gets, and it, and it just happens. So uh, there you go. So, so that's well, why I admit. Yeah. Here's That's why I say Superman is not relatable. It's, well, yeah, it's yeah, like you know, I, I agree yeah. with you, but here's the yeah. thing: um, what I feel about Superman is that he's not meant to be relatable. Um, yeah. That's why he's Superman. He is what we strive to be. That we what we exactly, should yeah. be as people, but we're yeah, not. It's like yeah, it's like me saying I, you know. Silver Surfer is not relatable, but I still love him. He's a powerful, oh, yeah. you know. But that thing, that's my thing about him. Well, so you know, I didn't know. I, see, Here's the thing, DC and Marvel, I, 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 an old um, college professor uh, told me this a long time ago, and I still remember it. He said, you know, I've always liked Penthouse more than Playboy, because Playboy had the supermodels that you fantasize about, but Penthouse had all the girls next door. And <laughs> Plus they showed pink. Yeah. <laughs> Not to get too uh, too raunchy <laughs> for you. But, <laughs> but, you know, but, but DC and Marvel, that's how they, that's how they differ. Yeah, the DC, the superheroes are gods. Whereas- well, even even and you think about Batman, who's just a yeah. normal person who's super rich, but he's he's also billed as this, the best detective in the world, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, so yeah, he's got I always everything. find it hard to believe that he can kill Superman with a kryptonite bullet, but you know, <laughs> Superman is all powerful. But here's an interesting question: uh, since this is kind of where we got our our, our exposure to the world, <laughs> yeah. Danny Seed asks: Is the Sony buyout? Still happening, and I got another follow-up question after that. Why don't you answer that one first? <laughs> um, not until after all this COVID stuff is gone. Yeah. and it's hard to put valuations on companies and stock swaps. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, at that time there was momentum towards it, but not at the moment. I mean, yeah, you know, Disney lost a lot of money with you know all the COVID that's going on, so. Um, and speaking of buyouts, eventually they will be, I will, I will say the Sony will be bought out in a couple of years. Yeah. So, but, um, uh, so yeah. all this basically, and we can plan a piggyback on this and saying that you are reporting that Sony and, and Disney have struck a new deal for Spider-Man, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and Tom Holland was talking about you know the the new arrangement. I don't know the exact details of it, but I we're I gonna know... get a lot more Spider Man in the upcoming years. Exactly, but but what I what I do know that I some of the things I discussed in the past, there's gonna be more back and forth between the two studios uh, in terms of involvement and you know having uh, films take place in the MCU. Um, there's gonna be more back and forth, and I. And I I heard that was part of the new arrangement. That well, you'll be if you watched our cover price shaker show last Thursday. Madam Webb's first appearance hit an all-time high, yeah, twelve hundred dollars in a CGC nine point eight. So yeah. somebody from Sony knows something, or somebody just has a lot of money to spend and just doesn't. And as a big fan of old women, <laughs> Madam Webb. So the <laughs> well, spec is they think that the Spider Verse is literal in multiverses yeah. in Spider Man three is what I think that spec well, is about. Madam Webb. Madam Webb won't be the old lady that you saw. She'll be kind of like the day with Aunt May. Um, yeah. All right. Hey, thank you, Anthony Debo. We got a $5 super chat, and Anthony Debo asks, should we expect X-Men in WandaVision? I kind of think you guys already got that answer in the last episode, but what do you yeah, think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that Wanda Maximoff and Pietro Maximoff were literally – I mean, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the last episode of WandaVision, they're mutants, right? I mean, the – it pretty much tells – they changes the MCU origins where we thought that the – let me get this right this time. The mind gem gave them their powers, but we see after the episode, we see Wanda already had powers, and everybody yeah. else who touched the 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 left Soki's scepter died, and they two those two were the mm -hmm. only ones that survived in the comic Marvel comic books before they made up this whole story about the X gene and everything else. Anybody born with powers in Marvel comics in the seventies and eighties were considered a mutant. Yeah, you're a mutant. Yes, that's, that's if you're, you're born with powers, you had them. You had the X gene, you were a mutant. That's why Franklin Richards is considered a mutant when he was first born. Because everybody else had powers somehow, right? Mm -hmm. uh, super, super soldier serum, bitten by radioactive spider, gamma rays or whatever. But if you're born with it, then you have uh, mutant power. So I think, I think yes, you've already seen X-Men in it. But uh, thank you for the... We got another yeah, $5 it's, super it's, chat. It's uh, really interesting because when I was watching the last WandaVision, I couldn't help but think that if Kevin Foggy was, had the rights to Dark Phoenix back then... Oh, yeah. He would give it this kind of depth that he gave Wanda and how power can consume a person, you know, the way and how she can control it the way it happened to her. Imagine if Kevin Feige had the Fox characters and he was able to oh, do the Dark Phoenix saga. It wouldn't be taken over in just one film. It would be no, told it would be a series over of five, ten years <laughs> or so, right? Yeah, it'll so be a question. Michael Benson, $5 Super Chat, asks, any Morbius or Venom 2 update? It's kind of weird that we haven't seen any trailers, right? We were close to getting yeah. one at the Super Bowl, but then it got pushed back. What are you hearing about Morbius or Venom 2? Nothing at the moment, but I am looking into it. So keep There you go. Tuned. Stay tuned. Uh, Victor uh, Gig, find out a Canadian super chat. Hey, TiVo, Mikey, ever met in real life? And what's up with the James guy from Gigasi? Well, James Simon is the um, the uh, editor of GigasiMag.com, as well as uh, he does some video editing. He also done some video editing on one of my videos. So yeah, there he's you know, a web, web designer as well. Web yeah. designer extraordinaire. And uh, he'll maybe doing some revamps to the Lords of the Longbox website as well. So if you want to write for Lords of the Longbox, shoot me an uh, email and uh, see what you got, man. We're going to do the Lords of the Longbox website will be when the world of entertainment and comic books meet. 
and that's what we're going to write about. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So basically, it's how comic books and the world entertainment meet. Um, and no, Mikey and I haven't met for the first time. We were going to meet at Emerald City Comic Con last year, but this year or last yeah, year, but yeah, it got canceled. The, yeah. yeah, so the pandemic I, hit. <laughs> yeah, I was going to come up to Seattle, and I was going to go to. Uh, me and Mikey were both going to go to Emerald City Comic Con, but uh, 2020 happened, and man, it's gone crazy. But, I was going to, uh, I was going to have you check out all. Oh, I shouldn't say about the the prices over here. So we'll, we'll just uh, talk about. Yeah, that. but you know what? I think Tribal even the prices price. now have changed. The internet uh, 2020 yeah, I mean, has changed a lot of things. So thank oh, you, Super Chat. And uh, Keith Newman asks four nine nine. I think I know the answer to this. Is Luke Cage coming to Disney Plus or the uh, MCU? Um, he's coming to to, to the MCU. I mean, uh, Mike. They want Mike Coulter back. I mean, they they. At first, I wasn't sure if they were wanting him back, but I, I'm hearing they do want him back. Basically, so it's everybody Finn but Finn Jones, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's all man out. I mean, yeah. it's like. Well, I mean, we got, we got some great casting here, except for well, you know. <laughs> he got to James just paid for his own shout out. I think he did. Um, uh, one more question, another question from Eddie Gomez from Portugal, Obregado. Anything about Thunderbolts and Excalibur? Yes, I've been really excited you, you, about Excalibur. You know, man, I, I was so skeptical about Thunderbolts for the longest time. Um, because mainly because of the whole Norman Osborn thing, you know, yeah. the way the way that was scooped back then was Norman Osborn was going to be the big bad. I'm like, that's not going to happen. I mean, it's a Sony property. Um, I just couldn't see him being the big bad. I mean, what if what if Sony and Disney had a dispute? You have all these films building up to something, and up oh. they pull the rug from him. Yeah. So, but. Um, yeah, Thunderbolts are coming. Whether or not they're going to involve Osborne is, I, I'm well, thinking for, not. But. Well, for those who read the comics, um, Fisk, uh, the Kingpin, is yeah. now the leader of the Thunderbolts in the current King of Black run. I so wonder really. why. Mm, <laughs> so there you go. I mean, you got to look at the, the comic books yeah. will give you hints now. And so, yeah, what Mike is alluding to is Disney doesn't want to be left in the lurch. What happened yeah. when the Sony executives decided to split from Marvel and they had to change their plans. So anything Sony, I mean, Sony can still make Venom. They can still yeah. make uh Madam web or silk or whatever, but you know, I don't think, Marvel wants to hitch their wagon on too securely on because you know they're they they're afraid of a Spider-Man situation happening again. But there's new uh, stories about that. So what about Excalibur? Uh, yeah, see, you think that's, that's still a possibility with Black you know, Knight? Oh and- yeah, that's that's definitely coming. In fact, that's of all the X-Men projects, that's what I'm most excited about. Um, I'm not that familiar. With, I mean, I read a bunch of Excalibur. I just I'm not a hardcore fan of the book, but I really enjoyed what I read. Um, Basically, but they want UK mutants team. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. And, and what they're talking about is a cross between Doctor Who and Time Bandits. And I just that I, would I, be I, awesome. I mean, how awesome that would be! I mean, like I love yeah, Time okay. Bandits. Yeah, just just put the like give, give me your pitch. Okay, Doctor Who meets Time Bandits. Okay, I'm there. First in line. Right. You know, um, but Excalibur will be a vehicle for two characters: the Black Knight and Captain Britain. There you go. Uh, here's an easy one because um, I think I know the answer to this, but I'll let you answer it because um, a lot of people spec on Null. So now yeah. that Gore the God Butcher is confirmed, which his first appearance in the, in the way is in the Thor comic, will they stick to the source material and connect his powers to Null, knowing that Null would be a Sony property if they ever made it? What do you think? 
No. <laughs> there you go. So Gore the God Butcher uh, is also part of the Necrosword, which is also tied in the Null, you know, just because Donny Cates wanted it to be. But in order for <laughs> Marvel to make Null onto the big screen, that that's technically a Sony property because he first appearance is in a Venom comic, correct? So, I mean, it's not, I don't think Kevin Feige would have full control to do whatever he wants with it. Uh, it's one of those weird things, right? You know, I'm really behind in, in Donny Cates stuff, but why is Captain Universe so hot right now? Is this? Because, so basically, <laughs> in the King of Black, um, the, the opposite of the King in Black is the God of Light. And yeah. that is a being who draws from the Enigma Force. Spoilers for those who haven't read it yet. But <laughs> um, Eddie Brock, not Eddie Brock, but the other version of uh, Agent, uh, Agent Venom, whatever, ends up getting the Enigma Force power. And mm -hmm. that's the same power that Captain Universe wielded in Micronauts number eight. And oh, so, okay, okay. Yeah, it's a very it's a very weak spec, so don't go too much with it, guys. I, I just have this, you know, Dinah Case you saw in a comic book store, right? I think uh, a long time ago, or workout one or something like that. Yeah, you probably has stacks of copies of that he wants to unload or something. Exactly, that's what, I, or somebody else does. I mean. It, it, Donny Cates is a is a is an interesting writer, but he has a tendency to just rehash other things. I mean, yeah. you know, for, he connects to Gore the God Butcher, which is a Jason Iron storyline. Yeah, Mark Captain Universe was a not very popular character. I mean, the, to be no. honest with you, the Enigma Force itself is a probably owned by Paramount or Hasbro now, right? Because uh, who yeah. has the Micronauts movie rights? Is is it part it's of Hasbro. Paramount now? It's Hasbro. Yeah, yeah, they have it. All right, except, so there is a uh, an asterisk next to that. Yeah. The uh, they own the characters from the toy line, but they don't own the characters that Marvel created for their comic book, like Marionette. Yeah. Um, and but uh, if you notice, Rom is yeah. no longer a Marvel property. Rom belongs IDW, and yeah. any reference to Rom, they're just called Space Knights in the comics. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, they're no longer, it's no longer Rom, so uh, there you go. Uh, here's an interesting one that people have been asking about. So mm -hmm. two characters that are really big and there's heavily specced upon. Any Craven or Namor news? What's the last you heard about Craven and Namor? You know, last I heard about Craven was, um, I Carl Urban was... That would be great casting, Carl. Which would be yeah. brilliant, brilliant casting oh, yeah. if, if if they get him. Not not Keanu Reeves, right? No, no, because <laughs> that's what, that's what I heard people say. <laughs> Keanu Reeves has been connected to everything, by the way. Yeah, him and Ryan Reynolds have been attached to everything. That's you know exactly. Yeah. And what about Namor? Last week, the for one of the first scoops we ever did from you yeah, was, was The Namor. Rock as Namor. Where I mean, and we haven't heard anything since. There's rumors of Namor and perhaps Black Panther two. Part of the Illuminati. What have you heard anything about Namor? You know what? Um, not lately, and it's just—it's really interesting because when you and I first started doing this, I heard about Namor all the time. Yeah, but but recently I haven't been, and I think a large part of it is because there are so many Fox characters they're going to put out there right now. Um, but Namor is—he is. Trust me, he's going to show up. Yeah. <laughs> the next yeah, you know, four or five years. He's gonna show Sorry, up. Power of Power Comics, no null in the MCU. It's no. <laughs> I don't know I don't know how to explain this as I always tell people that anything that gets made, debuted in a in a Spider-Man or Spider-Man related comic, Sony mm -hmm. pretty much has the rights to yeah. or for yeah. cinematic film rights to. Marvel would have to and we just explained to it that even if Marvel wanted to use null, if Sony were to decide to split 
they then Marvel would be left in the lurch. So in many major storylines, they were like, damn it, we had this plan, but no. I mean, you saw it happen with Spider-Man right before D23 last, last time. Was it last year already? Was that two years ago? Gosh, I can't even remember. Yeah, man. Um, what, another one, and I think we know the answer to this, will Storm Shadow get his own film if the Snake Eyes reboot does well? Yes. Yes, that was an easy one. I mean, it's, I can't, I mean, it's almost this year has been weird where it's like COVID happened and trailers we should have gotten, we haven't gotten yet. And so it's so mm-hmm. weird. Um, but now with the new Paramount streaming service, I think you're going to see people, studios are saying, hey man, we need a backup plan just in case theaters shut down, you know, yeah. again, do this. So you got Paramount, Peacock, Disney Plus, HBO Max, hell, there's probably three others that I haven't even mentioned yet that are on the uh, that are on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, we're going to do a couple more, as I promised, and uh, we're already yeah. 10 minutes past. So one more. Uh, any mm-hmm. news on our favorite uh, Cajun Gambit? Not, not lately. Um, I did mention before um, about um, Disney Plus series for him, and that, that's still in the works. Yeah. And one more question before we leave. And I think this is a big one and we'll do a DC question here. And I, uh-huh. I, I kind of saw what your answer was when you were on small uh, Edward show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what any news on green lantern HBO uh, green Lantern core on HBO mm. max and who, which characters are going to be in it? Well, uh, other than the ones they've already announced, I heard they are going to put Hal Jordan in there, but they're going to make you wait for them. So, Basically, we've heard all of them except for John Stewart and Hal Jordan up to this point. We're going to be in the mm-hmm. Green, Green Lantern mm-hmm. Corps, right? So we got Kyle mm-hmm. Gardner, a Kyle, whatever uh, the guy with the bangs. Yeah, the guy with the, just the the bangs that go across. I forgot his name, <laughs> but Guy I remember Gardner. Guy Gardner. Uh, and so uh, you got uh, all the Green Lantern Corps. So and then for suspiciously, Hal Jordan's name wasn't really announced. Like they were holding mm-hmm. him off for hopefully to appear on the big screen first, but. Why not have them show up later on in the Green Lantern Corps? Maybe they get to, maybe they can yeah. do the origins of the Green Lantern Corps, then talk about um, and just do it vice versa. I don't know if Hal Jordan has been in Green Lantern for a long time, but he's you're saying eventually he's coming on, then right? He's coming on, yeah. And you know, Greg Berlanti is going to have his own little uh, toy box as well on HBO Max. Oh, you know um, what? Greg Berlanti needs a better budget. I think he can do he great does. things with he a does. better. I mean, he's doing Superman versus Lois, Superman and Lois, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know what? You, you can, can you could already tell the yeah. quality is better with the oh budgets on there. You know, I I only saw the first half hour, but so far, but look at the camera work in there. That that's not your CW camera work. That yeah. that's, that's HBO. I, this, is how, this is one of the levels I put them. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> DC Universe, CW, and then it, and then HBO Max. It seems, and then obviously the movies because there's some there was some DC Universe shows like first few episodes of Titans where it just yeah. the CGI was awful, but then you yeah. had Swamp Thing that was a lot better yeah. than CW, and then it got yeah. canceled because it cost too much. So there you can kind of tell yeah. where it's money involved. Um, mm-hmm. So that's interesting. So all right, one more. I lied because <laughs> <Okay>. I want to <laughs> talk about this too. <laughs> Anything on a potential Midnight Suns formation? I think you know the answer to this one. I'm teaming oh, up for yeah. you. Yeah, it's, it's happening. It's happening. Right. Any ideas who will be on this team? Well, definitely Ghost Rider and Blade are two of the characters on there. Um, and I mentioned this on GeekossyMag.com. Jennifer Kale um, yeah. is going to be. And we, we scooped before the character that you liked. Um, what's her name again? Uh, Elsa Bloodstone. 
not her. The um, there was Satana. No, though she appeared in the Howling Commandos or whatever that was. Oh uh, gosh! Oh, I forgot her name. Uh, I forgot her name. She was. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you right now. Um, so she was already um Howling Commandos of Shield. I'm so many in the live chat. It's probably already said it, uh, but I'll <laughs> tell you right now. She was rumored to be on the show. Yeah. Um, already. Uh, yeah. Let me pull it up. Uh, yeah, she's definitely coming. Glyph. That's it. That's it. Glyph. So yeah. Glyph is, uh, her name is Nadine Hassan, is a young teenager, yeah. and she was Glyph. part of the, the, Glyph is the name of the supernatural character. So uh, Elsa Bloodstone is another one we talked about. Um, and um, yeah, so yeah, this is, I mean, what's what's fun about WandaVision is the first time we've actually heard them mention witchcraft and witches yeah so that's totally different from what dr strange considers uh mystic arts right we're talking mm-hmm. you know we haven't even talked about wandavision but essentially um agatha harkness is learning dark magic but who is she yeah. learning it from right i mean i don't i seriously doubt it's dormammu but there's got to be a dark source for it somewhere so yeah we'll leave it at that so man the next uh friday afternoon Edward and I will be talking about uh, the WandaVision episode nine. Let me ask you, Mikey, how many episodes do you think are left in, in or minutes are worth of us uh, of WandaVision you think is left? You know, um, Edward, a um, lot of from small screen mentioned about a secret 10th episode. Yeah. And I believe it's something that in, in one of the advertisements, they said, Two more episodes or something like it. I haven't. Well, haven't. Disney Plus UK posted on the yeah. day of the eighth episode that they said, here, check out the eighth episode with two yeah. episodes left. So that's 10. But then people are like just saying, and I did the really crazy dump of math. Where <laughs> I went <laughs> off of what the showrunners and Kevin Feige said, where they said, this is basically, this is a six hour show. We have six hours worth of material to show you. And so essentially yeah. what, we know that episode nine is going to be 50 minutes long. Yeah. With that being said, that would leave 60 to 70 minutes for full six hours. So, mm-hmm. and that's just use your own common sense. Is there enough to tell the rest of the story in one, one hour episode? I you see this? So. I have an issue with that. Cause I don't think there is. No, it's gotta be, I can see they telling it in two hours in two episodes, yeah. but how the tied up in, in one is just, so many questions. And I think Edward made a good point too, that, you know, the show creators have said, Oh, there's a lot of cameos and turns yeah. that are coming that you haven't seen yet. And we've only really seen one, I mean, you know, colorless vision besides yeah. that, you know, we, you haven't seen them too much yet. Well, and, and here's, here's how I look at it. Um, here's a show that likes to surprise viewers, right? Like to twist things and, and shock you and, and get everybody talking. What's the best way to do that besides having a secret episode? They just dump on everybody. I'm like, what? There's another one? You know? Yeah. And yeah. I can see them just literally saying, yeah. like, on the show, they look at the fourth, you know, they break the fourth wall and they go, hey, this is for Reddit. <laughs> you know? Yeah. They just say, yeah. yeah. You know, I could totally see yeah. them doing it because they know they, they purposely plant all these Easter eggs just to mess with people who like us, you know? And yeah. I, and I, and I, that's why I came on saying, I was like, you know what? This is probably just an Easter egg. It's no big deal, but they threw mm-hmm. it in there. The six, 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 the Connecticut plates on Wanda's car. Yeah. Every little yeah. thing, the picture of Bova on the, on the commercial, <laughs> which is, you know, the cow character from the comics. They just took every little Easter egg and they threw it yeah. against the wall. 
And that's it, man. So, hey, uh, you ready to do this again next Sunday, Mikey? Oh, hell yeah. And uh, right. just wanted to say that in the next couple of days, we will have a strange Academy update on GigaCMag.com. Yes. Uh, we got two Spider-Man scoops on the site today and then uh, one on Zack Snyder. Just go to GigaCMag.com. And so next week, next Sunday, we'll, we'll do this again. That's and, right. Um, Read all your letters and thank you guys for, for watching. Really appreciate all the support. Yeah. If you want your question read live on air next week, after this video post, leave a comment below, subscribe, like that button and everything. Uh, me and Mike will be back either on Saturday and Sunday, depending probably yeah. Sunday nights works better for both of us. Uh, yeah. today I did a little a lot of stuff, so I'm exhausted today, but yeah, uh, we will see you guys on Tuesday for the cover hey. price top 10. And then Mikey's long-term spec list on Wednesday. And um, Mikey and I will both see you here next Sunday. Any last words, Mikey? No, I just, again, and Tim, what an adventure it's been, right? <laughs> it has been a crazy three I mean, years. And has it been three or four years? I, it's I been, well, you know what? I discovered you um, not long after my stroke. Um, That's right. We didn't even talk about your stroke. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the 2018, I was dying on the floor. And yeah, I thought I was really going to die. There's nobody home. You know, um, to call nine one one. I was paralyzed. So yeah. the fact that we're, I am here right now talking with you, and I have a, a successful website and really great people watching right now. I mean, this is like I could never have imagined any of this. Well, we had like one hundred fifty people watching you today. Like, just amazing. think, man, you were it's bedridden amazing. in a stroke, recovering with some hot nurses. Oh well, yeah, that, that, that was the best part of it. Best part of it all. <laughs> it's been an amazing journey, and uh, we yeah, hope we can do it. You know, uh, a lot with you guys more. Shout out to everybody that's been rocking with the Lords and Gigosity Mag. Yeah, thank uh, you we all. got more to come, man. Lord's rule, man. Lord's rule. Uh, and with that, do you want to give the sign off? Like you want to give the Lord sign off? I want to go ahead and do it, Tim. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Oh, you want me to do it? Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Well, next time Mike will say it, but that's next time, boys and girls. Keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out. See you guys. <laughs> Bye.